From Mendocino County Public Broadcasting, this is the KZYX News for Monday, January 4th. I'm Sarah Reich. The COVID outbreak at the jail continues and has spread to the women's facility. A total of 90 people have tested positive at the jail since the outbreak began on December 19th, including 77 inmates and 13 staff. As of last night, there are 59 active cases among inmates and 7 active among deputies and other staff. 18 inmates have recovered or been released, and 6 staff have completed their isolation. The population at the jail fluctuates, but it's around 250 people. When I spoke with Sheriff Matt Kendall last night, he said a second inmate had just been hospitalized because of low oxygen levels. One of the hospitalized inmates is in the ICU, but is not on a ventilator. Kendall himself was in quarantine due to a close contact, but has tested negative twice. And can you talk about the range of symptoms? I mean, we know that the one person is in ICU, and and what about the, the other folks who are sick but not hospitalized? From no symptoms at all to light, flu-like feeling. The staff, same thing, uh, no symptoms at all to kind of feel like I have a bit of a cold or a stuffy nose. You know, it kind of seems to run the gamut, Sharon. And you mentioned yesterday that it spread to the women's side of the jail. Yes, we had uh, a couple of cases in the women's side of the jail, which is extremely concerning. Do you think that it came into the women's jail because there are employees who work on both sides of the jail, or was this um, brought in from the outside by an inmate? Yeah, I can't opine on it because we have, okay, like nurses, they're wearing full PPE and they strip them off when they go from one area to the next. Um, We have meals that are served. We have, uh, you know, it's that type of a thing. Um, We have employees that go from one side to the other, but we try to keep our employees that are working in that COVID area only working in that COVID area. And the only time that they're not working in that is when there's an absolute emergency and they've got to come out. And I think you mentioned last week that there's a whole wing of the men's jail that is a quarantine and isolation block. Yeah, we've got one wing that, you know, we've had it in there, and that's where we're keeping all of the uh, the positives and the the close contacts, trying to keep it right in that one spot in the main jail. And that's where it popped up, and that's where we had the most cases. And then there's that wing on the sentence side where we've had several cases and trying to keep those guys apart. You know, they asked us to separate, put positives on one side and negatives on the other. We're doing that. So we were talking about how it spread over to the women's jail, and I'm wondering um, how the isolation and quarantine measures are, are working over in there. I think it's a smaller section. Yeah, but we one of the things is we have um, rooms there with that have standard doors with the glass windows. And are any of the special cells with the uh, the direct atmospheric ventilation cells in the women's side? No, no the uh, the entire mod vents out. But we've also got uh, uh, installed HEPA filters in the mods that are running all the time to filter out any germs, any particulate, anything like that. And has the entire population of inmates and employees, everybody been tested so far? Yeah, we've tested everyone. We went through another round of tests today, and we're continuing with that testing um, twice a week. Plus, then as soon as we get through this portion of it, we're going to do that binac now testing in a constant rolling surveillance. Right. And you mentioned that the, the deputies and the other employees are going to use OptumServe and NAFCARE as the, the provider at, at the jail. Yeah. And all this... Stuff gets reported to public health, right? So these get rolled into yes. our... Yes. And then we work with public health also because there are some releases that we don't see coming. 
um, like we discussed before, you go to court and, you know, you're arraigned and the judge says, uh, you're released. Okay, we have to release that person. We can't keep them. So we immediately notify uh, public health. And then other releases, like a person um, serves their sentence, so they have to be released. We immediately notify public health. And public health works with us to make sure that we aren't putting somebody out on the street that uh, is going to cause more of a public danger. Right. So do they get quarantined or isolated in a, um, a hotel room if their quarantine isolation period's not over or if they're still... Yeah, public health finds a spot for them, uh, be it in a hotel room or, you know, a lot of people who are in jail, they, they own a home when they get out. Um, but they they have to um, run that, that, that isolation or quarantine period. Some of the folks who tested positive have not been sentenced yet, and I'm wondering if their positive status affects their ability to move ahead with their meetings with lawyers or how much of that is done on Zoom or... It's- a lot of it is done on the telephone now, and we provided all of the inmates with uh, the hand sanitizer wipes the, uh, so that they've got to speak on the telephone. But we need that telephone wiped down before anybody uses it. Um, attorney non-contact, do you understand what that is? It's that room where you can walk in and you're sitting on one side, your attorney's on the other side of the class, and you can use the phone, and but they have to wipe that down when they're done. So even if they're positive, they're still able to talk with lawyers and, and do what they need? Oh, yeah. Okay. The state might start rolling out uh, vaccines for inmates mm-hmm. in the week of January 12th. Have you heard any updates on that? I've heard all types of things talked about on that. Please, I, I don't want to misspeak for the public health doctors or anyone. My understanding is it needs to go through the review of an ethics committee. You know, I I think that it going through the ethics committee is a very good thing because then we can make decisions not based on selfishness or anything like that. I think we can help make the best decisions possible. For KZYX News, I'm Sarah Wright. For all our local news with photos and more, visit kzyx.org. You can also subscribe to the KZYX News podcast wherever you get your podcasts.